Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Well, well, we're in a kind of a new series. It's called um, It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, I like that. I, I have never seen that movie. I've heard it's a good. Wow. Already, you know, hear that? Felt like judgment from your pastor. But I've heard it's a good one. And, but I have watched a movie called My Life. <laughs> and I've seen it come from dysfunction and far from wonderful into wonder, into stunning, abounding life. And I feel like all of us um, can be a script for people to watch and read, and that script's gonna determine how much you draw them towards your belief system, your faith, your appetite for God, and or how much you repel. And, I've had seasons where my life, I think, was more of a repellent. <laughs> you with me? I loved God, but my dysfunction repelled people. And what I found is a wonderful life is when your love for God begins to work itself out through you and you move from dysfunction to function. And that's the will of God for us. And and so we're going to be talking about a wonderful restoration and how God wants to bring us in and restore us back to wonderful. Now, before we do that, I, we're a part of a church that believes the city should be better off because we're in it. And I don't know if you noticed, we have the night of Christmas coming up. And, and that's our responsibility to show our city how wonderful our God is. And so hear me, hear me. In your life, in your life, if you really want to start to experience wonder, start to experience what it means to feel like your life matters and you're making a difference and an impact and you're leaving things better than you found them, you need to, number one, find your own assignment. God has an assignment for you. It doesn't have to be like weird and like religious either. I came out of a season where you could only do like three things for God. You could be a missionary and you had to say it like that. Um, could be a pastor, or maybe be a worship leader. But I don't have a voice like RJ, or a hairline like RJ. I've got gross deficiencies when it pertains. No, I know, babe. You think bald and under six foot is sexy, but God's given you eyes for this guy. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, sexy is the authentic you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Your life working is actually attractive. But no matter how attractive you are, your life not working is unattractive. (laughs) Shoot, it's going to get good in here today. (laughs) Well, you know, it's World Cup season. I got to tell on Pastor Stacy. Flying out tomorrow to Ecuador. Today. Today. And she's from Ecuador. Her family's in Ecuador. And you may or may not know this, but the World Cup started today. First game in Qatar. How in the heck did Qatar get the World Cup? Yeah, they greased somebody's hands, JD. Captain Grease right there, man. Um, did, he, did he slip you a hundred on the way in, Marco? Did he to get those seats? Did he? Yeah, doesn't surprise me. But uh, uh, I was just enjoying the presence of God this morning at, at the nine, and just in my own little place. And then Pastor Stacy kind of elbows me, and I was just lost in worship. And she said something like super holy, like, Ecuador's beating Qatar to nothing. (laughs) And they ended up holding on, right, to win 2-0. Let me just talk, though, a little bit about finding your assignment, finding your call, because I think a lot of us want to limit what God can do through us and in us. And God's engineered you to be epic, to be amazing, to be optimized, to work, to function, to win. Um, But we've, as the church, have, we're called to paint the town red, but we've kind of brought a little vanilla, lame, like colorless, lifeless. Religion will suck the life out of everything. And yet Jesus didn't come to bring religion. He came to bring life and life abounding, life wonderful, life extraordinary. He's a wonder-working God. He's a God that not only wants your life to work wonderfully, but he wants to work wonders through you and in you. And what's extraordinary about the World Cup and why I was able to shift the distraction of Pastor Stacy <laughs> is because five billion people will watch the World Cup in the next month. Five billion people. And it reminded me of one of my heroes who's been used powerfully by God to reach his nation and the nations of the world for the gospel because his life was working wonderfully. And he wasn't a pastor. He was a soccer player, and his name's Kaka. And I've shared with him about here, but I wanted to bring a picture up. This is, um, I watched him lead his nation to victory in front of the 230 million Brazilians Um, I watched him captain his team and win trophy after trophy after trophy. But then when he wins trophies, and remember, 230 million people, half of them under the age of 30, all idolizing Kaka. See, I used to think Christianity means I need to lead somebody to Jesus. But what discipling is, is I'm going to influence people to want to be like me because my life is wonderful. 
And I've watched this guy with his team win trophies and put them in the field in the, and, and just get on their knees and just honor God, worship him with their soccer. But when he was 18 years old, he snapped his neck going down a water slide like a normal 18-year-old kid, and he hit the bottom of the pool, and God powerfully healed him, brought him out of a crippling injury. He's still a wonder-working God. But you got to understand something about God. His power doesn't just heal you so you feel better. It restores you back into your wonderful assignment. Now, you might need God to touch an area of your life that's deficient or broken or went through a traumatic experience, and he will restore you. But please know, the purpose of his restoration on your life is to get you back to producing wonder again. We love Kaká, and what I love is they only speak Portuguese but they know the global language. They cared more than just about their own people. And they wanted to broadcast their winning to disciple the world. And so can we give it up for being able to follow God and win in life? But let your winning make a difference. Well, let's dive into this. The name of this message is Wonderful Restoration. I like the word wonder. My beautiful wife is here. Talk about wonderful. My goodness. 18 years, baby. Getting better all the time, too. You know, uh, unapologetically. Not without some work, though. They say marriage is the closest thing to heaven or hell. We've had a few of those years, but that's where you get to work, and you start applying God's goodness to your dysfunction, your distrust, your insecurity, so he can bring you back out of deficit and back into health, okay? And so, listen, wonderful doesn't mean it's without work or without difficulty. It just means if you'll apply what he's done for you to your life, wherever it is, he can take you into optimization. It's good? So the, my wife, when she teaches, she likes to do a little word study. So in your honor, babe, I've studied the word wonder. Oh, yeah, just for you. Knew you were going to be here. Thinking maybe there's a shot later if I can, you know what I'm saying? Hey, always working, always, always working. Wonder working. Wonder, it's a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Come on. And I feel like God wants to take our lives out of mundane, certainly out of the black and white grayscale of religion into vibrant wonder and color. And he's going to do that, and he's going to take us on a journey today, um, and we're going to walk through what he originally intended, what happened to us as the human race, what happens to us that leaves us far from his wonder, 
and then the price he paid to get us back in to what he originally intended, and then how we can live and access and exhibit the wonder of God. Are you ready? Our first point is wonderful intent. Wonderful intent. Now, it's very difficult to experience God's best for your life if you don't believe he created you amazing originally. If I've come out of places where I've been taught you're just a worm, you're just lucky to be going to heaven because you're a pathetic piece of trash, but God loves you. And, and I'm telling you, I've been around places where we're not really celebrated for the way we've been built and engineered by God. But the truth is this. When he made all the earth, all the earth, he said it was good. And then he made you, and he said it was very good, exceptional, wonderful, extraordinary, exhibiting, representing God of the universe, the creator with a capital C who wants you to be creative and exhibit his attributes. You with me? So please understand when he built you, when he wired you, he wired you to work and function and win and experience life. That's his intention. He's the, there's not a shadow in him. He's the father of lights. There is no dimension of God that's off or weird. Everything about him is amazing, and he wired you in his likeness. There's never been a day where he's not for you. There's never been a day where he hasn't loved you. There's never been a day where he hasn't longed for you to live in the engineering he predetermined for you to walk in. There's never been a day where he hasn't been for you. And, and you cannot operate in wonder unless you realize that is God's original intention. You with me? What would it look like for your life to be operating in wonderful? And let me ask this question. Who would directly benefit if your life was optimized? Your ability to love, to trust, to lead, to prosper. You not only healthy, but a big healthy, an abounding healthy. Who directly benefits from your life functioning? You see, God doesn't just have you in mind. He has all the people in your world in mind. Think about your children and how they uh, come alive when you're alive. And yet how they can shut down and shrink back when insecure dad shows up, tired dad, drunk dad. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I've lived enough in this side of the spectrum. Let's just assume this is the side called dysfunction. Most of us have spent enough time here to know that the very people that need us to be wonderful oftentimes experience dysfunction. You with me? But what God wants to do is pull us out of dysfunction and take us into fully functioning, optimal function. You want to come over here with me? 
I want you to know I'm still working my way over here. I have some days where it's like ridiculously good, but I still have some days where I'm fighting through it, processing it out, trying to apply what he did for me so I can come out of limited thinking, offense, bitterness, tracking with me. Let's come into wonder. The next, the next is, next point, there's four points. I've got faith to get through all four. The spirit of Pastor Jurgen has come upon me, and I just believe I can get through them. Does anybody believe with me? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we got through all four points? The second point is the fallout of wonders fall. Think about it. The garden, the, the destiny, walking with God in the cool of the day, naked, unafraid, unashamed, like no existence of anxiety, no existence of fear, no existed, uh, existence of limitation, rejection, abandonment, trauma, operating in an optimum way, being fruitful, filling the earth, subduing it, trusted with much, dreaming, wide open future. That's what we had, that's what we were created to have. Inexhaustible resources, inexhaustible dreams, abundance of thinking. Then there was the fall, the choice that you and I always still have, to, to follow God, to honor God, to trust God, or to distrust. The danger, though, is in our blood now is not just the, the destiny and the identity of greatness, but also the fallout of the fall. The fall, the problem with the fall is we moved. It's the greatest real estate transaction in the history of humanity, where we handed over the keys to somebody who doesn't want our life to be wonderful, to the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the fallout of the fall is even though I'm created to be wonderful, I live beneath a system of this world and a demonic system that keeps me bound to fear, to anxiety, to all the things that rob us of life. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? Okay. I want to read a scripture, 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20. You guys doing okay? It's about to get really good. About to get really good. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. And God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these days, these days, he's been revealed for your sake. 
You see, what we need to understand if we want to recover wonder, it, we have to know it's God's will for us. It was always his original intent for you to live in his best. But every one of us have partaken of the fall, and every one of us lives with fallout. Every one of us lives with the fallout to the degree that we've given ourselves or our family lineage has given ourselves to the fall is to the degree of fallout we live with. Dysfunction, bitterness, frustration, poverty, sickness, disease, to the degree that a nation gives itself over to dysfunction is to the degree that that nation will live with the fallout the fallout. So, but what does a good creator or engineer do when his most prized creation falls? What does a good engineer do? He restores. So what's the price tag of our rebellion? What's the price tag of our fall and our fallout. Not money. This is a wicked taskmaner who really has authority over your life and mine. And he has nothing but evil intentions for us. But he does have authority because we gave it to him. What does a good father do when he wants his most valued possession back. He redeems it. That's the, the definition of redeem. And we, I, I don't talk like this a lot. Jonathan, I didn't say last night when we were having dinner, how's your redemption going? Are you feeling redeemed, brother? Like, I, I can't stand that kind of talk. But I want to understand what it means. Redemption means I actually am indentured, enslaved to a system that I may not necessarily want to be in. But I do not have the ability or the resources to buy my way out of what I'm under. I'm under a system that controls me, and unless somebody loves me enough to pay for me, I'll never get out of this. Redemption means somebody loved me enough and believed in me enough to pay whatever price was required to purchase me out of enslavement to dysfunction and the fall to set me free to be able to live empowered again in the original intent of God, which was a wonderful life. There was only in all the universe only one price enough to buy you out. Only one. Only one price. How valuable are you if God would pay it? Now listen. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The danger is the price tag for your life is so high every drop Every drop is so valuable. The problem is, is sometimes we only apply it to our forgiveness. 
So we know we're dysfunctional. It's pretty obvious. But instead of applying it to our restoration and recovering our wonder, recovering our splendor, recovering what we were built to do and be, we just reserve this precious blood for forgiveness. Where God wants to fully redeem you from being under the spell of the systems of this world and the curse of evil and dysfunction. And he wants to for you and I to never squander even one drop. But to fully redeemed means I no longer live subject to the prison that held me. The prison that held my dad, my mom, my system, my people. Yes, I can see generational lineage of dysfunction, but I'm going to continue to apply God's precious blood to my life until I walk fully, fully free, fully free. Now, this is one of the things that's really helped me because I still live oftentimes facing me. And when I look at myself in the mirror, I can find a hundred reasons to disqualify myself from winning, from optimization, certainly from wonder. I can sometimes get to forgiveness, but I still struggle a lot of times with disqualification. This is where it really shifted for me. When it no longer became about what I deserve, but what Jesus deserves. He bought me. I belong to him now. Therefore, for his sake, I will function for him. I will be optimized because he deserves it. He bought me. He purchased me out of complete and utter darkness and hopelessness and despair to set me free to live again in his image and likeness. And I will not squander one drop. He deserves my life to function even when I don't deserve it to function. And it has helped me on those days when I really don't deserve to win he still deserves my life to work. Is that good? Feel a little bit of life on that? Well, okay, let's keep going. Third point, Dr. Mike, already at three. We're going to get there, aren't we? Answering wonders call. Answering wonders call. Listen, life, even if you love God, is going to have pockets and seasons where you're in deficit, where you haven't fully figured out how to work out the promise, and you're living under a ceiling of dysfunction. You with me? There are so many promises of God that unlock wonder, but oftentimes we have to work those out one at a time. Sometimes wonder will call you through a friend who's trying to call you up into health, and they've seen something in your life that's not representing God or even your family or your name or what you want your organization to look like, and they see something that doesn't line up with wonderful. You with me? Have you ever had a friend? I mean like a real friend? 
not just one you went and had another drink with and commiserated with and sympathized with your pain. Oh, you should be, you should be bothered. I can't believe they said that to you. I'm, I'm not talking about that kind of friend. I'm not talking about a friend who wants to make an identity out of your dysfunction and celebrate it. Make a people group out of your dysfunction. Mean, that's, not that's not a friend. A, a wonder calls you out of dysfunction. It doesn't allow you to stay unhealthy. Wonder always calls you up and out. Wonder came calling my way one day. It's about five years ago. We'd been in this church. We were faithful, given, shoot, we'd probably given millions to the vision builders by then and faithful, so we thought. But Pastor Jurgen saw some deficiency in me. He said, you know, and I don't know if you noticed, but we're like an honor church. You pick that up. We're always honoring people, always identifying somebody, celebrating somebody. It's a good culture. The problem is, is I'd picked up on the words. They just were a little empty. Rhetoric doesn't replace authenticity. That's what it means to be religious. You adorn the outside of something, but inside is dead. So I had adorned. My words could properly articulate. I could articulate honor. But wonder was calling me into honor. Wonder won't leave you bankrupt of the real thing. You with me? So Pastor Jurgen, he has asked me for coffee. And I'm thinking, this could go well, and maybe it won't go well. You know how it is when somebody calls you and you don't know what they want. Your mind spins off. What did I say? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> well, we sat down, and he's started kindly with... Colin, you know I love you. When you speak, I hear you use words that are honoring. I just don't feel honor when you speak. Your words don't have life. And I'm kind of in a performance-based approval guy, so that felt a little bit like underperforming. And this is an authority figure. You with me? So I've already had issues with authority my whole life. Who hasn't? And so now I have somebody who supposedly loves me who's calling me on something that's bankrupt and doesn't feel like love. And then it got worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what he said next. Have you ever considered Dr. Matt Hubbard. When he speaks, I feel honor. Now, let me just back up a little bit here, okay? I'm for everybody, but there's just a few people that feel like rivals. Like, I feel like uh, I can't say all 11 years of my life at Awaken, I've had a fully healthy heart towards everybody, specifically <laughs> Dr. Matt. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. Like, and so here's Pastor Jurgen like turning the knife on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, 
with me? Did he love me? Let me share a story that kind of applies into this out of the Bible. I've never seen this story this way, um, but it's very, like, apropos for right now. And it's out of Genesis. It's the story of Cain and Abel. Remember, like, right after the fall, right after Adam and Eve are operating in wonder and life, and they step out of God's best, immediately the fallout is in their own children. Oh, there's nothing more devastating than when the fallout of your life is in your kids. There's nothing more difficult and nothing God wants more to restore you back into. But get this story. When the time came for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel, or in this case, you could just replace in there, the Lord accepted Dr. Matt Hubbard's honor (laughs) and his gift, but he did not accept Cain or Colin's honor. (laughs) This made Cain very angry, (laughs) and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what's right. But if you stay offended, if you refuse to do what's right, watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Just trying to help somebody here. Figure my pain might help you. Upward call felt like correction, calling me out on something that wasn't at the level. God's created me to be at the level, paid a price for me to be at the level. Pastor Jurgen understands the doors that honor opens. He understands the blessing that is on the other side of honor. He's realizing that my life is not positioned to access the wonderful returns that come only through true honor. And he loves me enough to call me on it. But it just so happened the way he called me, compared me, and I felt offended. I was angry. Listen, listen, listen. This is the dangerous place that you and I find ourselves if we want to grow into wonder. You cannot, you cannot grow if you're not willing to be confronted or coached or challenged. And if you're too big to be coached, you're on your way to dysfunction and limitation. And I was in a crossroad because I didn't like this. And I, I, it wasn't that I was almost offended. I was deeply offended. But the secret to stepping out of dysfunction and limitation into wonder is not whether or not you get offended. Offense is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. 
But the secret is, did you stay offended? You see, sin was crouching, wanting to master me, wanting to seize the injury, the trauma, the disappointment, the hurt, the offense. He was after me. And I felt for a minute I was teetering. There might even have been a few days where I was like, screw this. You ever had one of those days? I'm volunteering my time for this. Wonder is expensive. And it requires that I forgive, release, and come up to the call. Wonder's calling you up. But the price tag is you have to address where you're lacking, where you have a deficit. And the only way he can address it oftentimes comes through offense. And so I have to process maybe being misunderstood. Maybe it wasn't delivered. Couldn't you have found another example? Why did you have to use? You, you with me? You always have a valid excuse to stay offended. telling you but offense will never unlock wonder we we see miracles here every week every service there'll be miracles at this altar right here but i've seen the things that put a brass ceiling over your life and mine and i've not seen one thing that that causes a resistance to the wonders of god like unforgiveness, like offense, like bitterness. Please understand this. Bitterness and part of me, yeah, I've heard it said bitterness is like drinking poison and hope somebody else gets sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, try that one. But uh, what I have seen is when we're praying for people and they're holding offense, it doesn't matter how much faith Rudy has and, and or Pastor John Heinrichs who moves powerfully in the supernatural if you're harboring offense and bitterness it's just interesting how you become resistant to the, the goodness of God you with me and so we're, we got a, one more point so but I just I feel I need to pause here I know all of us are carrying some level of offense some level of frustration could be with a you know, our kids flag football, um, the coach of the opposing team, just a freaking idiot. Recruited some of your team. Now you're like, anytime his name comes up, you got a little twitch. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying it's real life, like real life. Like, and, and the more you can learn to release and not live offended, you will be offended. You'll be offended this week, I promise. You'll be offended on Thanksgiving, the day where everything should go so good. Weird Uncle Bill's coming over, and you know he's got an opinion that frustrates you. Don't go around trying to avoid offense. You can't. In fact, if you want a big life, 
you're going to be offended a lot. But you'll just live unoffendable. Offended regularly, never stay offended. That means I got to always come to these altars, exchange valid hurt, valid frustration for releasing and forgiving. This is what unlocks wonder. This is what unlocks wonder. Point number four. Told you we were going to do this. You, some of you didn't believe it. It's all right, I forgive you. Restoring, wonderful. This is the gospel. The gospel is God so loved you, so loves you, created you amazing to function and to work. But we have found ourselves fitting was that? Something went wrong. Please try again. Created amazing in the image, in the likeness of God. Something went wrong. Found myself in dysfunction. I don't even want to be here. Up under the thinking and the mindsets of this world, caught up in it. Don't want to be, didn't know there was a way not to be. But Jesus says, no, 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 we're going to try again. I'm going to send my only son to buy us back and restore us back into wonderful. I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to need you to be courageous and honest. Where are you? On the scale of life, over here, optimized, winning. Everybody around you benefits because your life is flourishing, functioning, full of love, full of generosity, giving to every good work, encouraging. Those that we care the most about are benefiting from our energy, our life, our vitality. We're abounding, and those that are nearest and dearest to us are the beneficiaries of our life functioning. Okay? But let's just scale down a little bit. Maybe I'm over here and I'm forgiven, but I'm really not optimized. I haven't really, I'm a Christian, I've been coming to church, but I haven't really fully experienced the redemption that pulls me out of average and saved into epic and impactful. Or maybe I find myself right here, bound ensnared, disconnected from God, living fully dominated by dysfunction, needing a savior, needing redemption, needing somebody to buy me back out of the dysfunction that I've surrendered my life to, never knew I could live apart from. Maybe you thought you only could be forgiven. You know what's funny, if you've been on this side long enough, You've probably done unforgivable things. But that's the beauty of Jesus. He bought the deepest, darkest thing in my life to restore me back into optimization. So if you're over here, I'm going to ask you to do something really courageous. 
if you know you're up under dysfunction and it governs your life, it's a ruler over you, it's a, it's a system and a cycle that's keeping you from optimized function. If you know that's you, I just can I just see a hand and I want to pray for you? Let's, thank you for courage. Man, there's a few, there's quite a few of us. There's quite a few. Thank you. Listen, the secret to moving away from this is honesty and authenticity. And I just want to commend. Can we give people a hand for their honesty? Now, who, look at this guy, sings like an angel, looks like an angel. I'm bitter a little bit, a little bit offended. Um, who over here is realizing this is really what God has for you, but you're not fully optimized? You haven't surrendered your life to his goodness and his glory. You haven't surrendered to his bigness and his wonder working in you and through you. And you're realizing today, like, there's more for me. I, I, have, to re, I have to reimagine what God did and what he wants. And I'm coming out of average or even moderately dysfunction. And I'm making a, this is really what repentance means. It means I was kind of going this way and I changed my direction and now I'm going after optimum. I'm going after wonderful. Wonderful is for me. Wonderful was the original intent. In fact, even when wonderful fell off course, there was a rescue mission that brought me all the way back into wonderful. And I refuse to live another day absent of pursuit of the wonderful abundant life that was paid for me. Who here is that? Who here is that? All right. Well, why don't we all stand and we're going to pray. Why don't you repeat after me? We're going to start praying as a family with those that realize they're disconnected from God, disconnected from life, disconnected from a Savior, disconnected from, from the power to be functional. But we're all going to pray together as a family, okay? And we're going to apply the blood of Christ to our life, to our account. We're going to step into redemption, which means I no longer am subject to slavery, no longer subject to dysfunction. You with me? Repeat after me. Father God, oh, I thank you for how much you love me and that you created me amazing. I change my, my eyes and my mind about myself. And I align myself with the way you see me. You love me. You're for me. You're crazy about me. You think good thoughts towards me. And you purchased me. And I allow Jesus Christ into my heart, into my life, Every drop of his redemptive blood I apply to my accounts. And I allow you, God, to transform me, to make me new, to make my mind right, my heart right. Every element of my life 
I bring into alignment with your love and your plan and your spirit and your power. Set me free from every dysfunction, every limiting thought. I break contract with it now and I enter into covenant with your blood. Redeem me fully. Father God, I know there's more for me and I choose to follow you into everything you created for my life. I praise you in advance for the extraordinary wonder that you're gonna work through my life in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.